Hey guys, this is Uncut, Unscripted, and On The Fly, and, as of right now, for right now, a podcast exclusive. Okay guys, so, I don't think I'm the only one that's going to come out and basically announce or talk about how, what's the word I'm looking for? How overblown this is. Now, don't get me wrong. I truly understand the fear that everybody is going through. I understand that. You hear what's happened in Italy. You hear what's happened in Japan. You hear what happened or what has happened and is still kind of happening in China and other regions of the world. And even here in our home country, the U.S. And you worry about your own health and safety. So I understand how people feel. I understand the fear. But, lately, the news has been reporting, despite whether or not you believe the source of the news that you're getting it from, what they have been reporting is basically those infected or those more at risk uh, than anybody else are those with underlining health issues and senior citizens, people like 70, 75 and above. So, to basically go into a worldwide national panic might be overdoing it. But then again, I can understand, like I said, a lot of people's reasonings. Heck, as ridiculous as it sounds, I can understand the NCAA's reasoning as of, like, what, 30 minutes ago, because right now it's, what, 2.33 or 2.23 p.m. Pacific time. I can understand their reasoning about a thir- about 30 minutes ago or hour ago that this year's NCAA tournament and the tournaments that precede the tournament itself will be very subdued. In other words, you want to talk about the lowest of low attendance. Basically... Personal staff and limited family will be allowed to attend these events. In other words, you can only watch it at home. Now, to say a lot of people are disappointed by this because obviously a lot of people had plans to go to these events would be saying something. But if I'm to be completely honest, completely honest, a lot of these NCAA tournaments, especially in the first several rounds, the attendance hasn't been that good anyway. Again, I'm not saying they weren't sellouts, but from what I've seen over the years, it's not been very very financially pleasing for a lot of the markets and venues that host the events. Now, The NCAA tournament isn't the only sporting event that's going to go through this. The NBA is taking precautions to allow the season to continue, but there are going to be several teams, in fact, starting tonight with the Golden State Warriors, despite how you feel about them and their record. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to have to adjust to playing in an empty venue or in a venue with limited attendance. Now, LeBron James apparently has gone on and said 
that he will not play any NBA game if there is no attendance. Because obviously LeBron, let's be honest, feels that it's unfair to the fans not to be able to watch their favorite team play that night. And that it's not fair to the players that have to go into said venue and play in front of an empty crowd. So, it's understandable where LeBron is coming from and any other sports figure would be coming from. Now, the other events that have been postponed or canceled outright over the past several weeks because of this academic or pandemic as as it's now being referred to. SXSW, the Southwest Conference or Gaming Conference or Pop Culture Conference or Convention, if you will. SXSW has been canceled. And recently... As of this morning, it was rumored, but now it's official, E3 is canceled. Now, apparently, it's not the first time E3 has been canceled. Um, I think they said the last time it was canceled was in 1996. That's almost 25 years ago, about about a quarter of a century ago. Getting some coffee there. So it's not the first time, and obviously it won't be the last. However, there are some people that feel that E3 being canceled because of this pandemic, because of this virus, if you will, that its cancellation has more to do, not just with the health and safety of those that were going to attend, but the cancellation probably has more to do with the fact that a lot of Publishers and game developers and companies overall have been pulling out of E3. They've been removing themselves from this global platform because E3 isn't what it used to be. Now, some people have said that E3 could still go on, in their opinion, if they just do it in a virtual streaming way. In other words, still do the presentation, but do it in a way where it feels like it's E3, or it has an E3 feel to it, but it's not like it usually is. Now, the big question then everybody has from the ESA is, you canceled E3, what about SDCC, which is San Diego Comic-Con? And I think San Diego Comic-Con, honestly, will probably still go on. The reason I say this is for this reason. San Diego Comic-Con takes place in July, somewhat in August. That is plenty of time for, I guess you could say, this pandemic to be resolved or at least brought to a semi-halt. In other words, not be as threatening as it is right now in the eyes of a lot of folks. So San Diego Comic-Con is still probably going to go on because it comes, it takes place at a later date. And oh, by the way, it takes place during the summer in which 
doctors have come out. In fact, there's a clip on YouTube, courtesy of 60 Minutes, where a doctor pretty much says, a doctor that was being interviewed, says that hopefully, hopefully, that by the time we get into the warmer weather seasons, like spring and summer, that this virus will cease to be, will at least be a shell of what it is now. In other words, it won't be as effective or transmittable as it is, because apparently viruses like this do not like warm and dry weather. And also it should give plenty of time for a lot of these hospitals, a lot of these facilities to come up with a vaccine or at least give the people plenty of time to go in, spray, spray the environment with disinfect or whatever they're spraying it with to contain or kill off said virus. In other words, it should give them plenty of time, which is why everyone is pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, in, in fact, that San Diego Comic-Con will still go on as scheduled. Because when one looks at it, San Diego Comic-Con is a lot more important, a lot more bigger, and a lot more of a financial gain for Southern California and mostly the city of San Diego than E3 is for the city of Anaheim. And I say that with all due respect. Now, with that said, with that said, what events are still going to go on? Well, if you're a WWE or a wrestling fan in general, WrestleMania is still going to go on as planned. And WrestleMania is still going to happen. In fact, the city of Tampa sent out a tweet today saying that it's still going to go on as scheduled and that any cancellations that would occur is up to WWE. So in other words, obviously the officials in Tampa are saying, look, we're keeping a close eye on the situation, but as of right now, one of the biggest events that we have coming to our town is still going to happen. Excuse me. Now, Stephanie McMahon herself did come out about a week or so ago and say that they are taking precautions to make WrestleMania safe and secure and fun for the fans that will attend. They've even had a meeting with their talent, telling them to take precautions, wash their hands, or as one photo had with a fan taking a picture with Sasha Banks, take and wear gloves, um, if you will. So, yeah, apparently WrestleMania is still going to happen, which obviously is good news for any other wrestling events that are associated or take place during this time of the year, um, which is WrestleMania week and WrestleMania weekend. That is still a good sign. That is a huge good. That is a huge positive sign, I should say, for a lot of those other promotions from GCW to Impact Wrestling, TNA, if you will, with its TNA uh, one night only deal. Um, Evolve. Uh, what else? Uh, CZW, 
you know, Ring of Honor, all these events that are taking place independent-wise and whatever, taking place during WrestleMania week and WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania weekend, they're going, by hearing that WrestleMania is still going to happen as scheduled, they themselves will apparently still be going on. Now, a lot of people also wonder, okay, that's good news. But what about, what about basically other sporting events like opening day for Major League Baseball? Well, the MLB follows suit like the NBA and have a lot of the opening games in front of empty crowds or empty stadiums. Here's the thing. One thing that the news, local news and whatever is saying uh, that I think a lot of people are agreeing on is you got to give it a two-week span. A two-week span basically stating that within two weeks we should know something. Or two weeks basically for, I guess, a clearance to occur. And basically... Basically, a two-week, like like I said, a two-week clearance to occur, but also a two-week a window to see exactly what else comes up. I think the reason they're saying give them two weeks is because that allows these hazmat teams to go out to all the areas that they feel could be affected and spray those areas, disinfect them, and make sure that the virus is contained or obliterated or whatever you want to call it. So basically that's why I think we get the two week notice all the time is get is to basically give these hazmat teams enough time to go in there, quarantine the area, spray it, and then let it be known that things are going to be okay. Now San Francisco did come out, its mayor did come out and say that a lot of the events that would have thousands of more people gathered together have been canceled or postponed to a later date. Some events that take place here in California have been postponed to at least the fall. Uh, the reason I believe they're postponing it to at least the fall, more along the lines October, is because that gives not just the CDC enough time to come up with a contingency plan or come up with some kind of solution. But like I said, it gives plenty of time for a lot of the venues that would be hosting events like this to be quarantined if they need to be and probably sprayed and disinfected uh, to make sure there is no threat whatsoever. I also think that the reason a lot of these events are being moved to these later dates is because a lot of people believe the same thing are believing what some doctors are saying that hey it's yeah it's a big deal it is something serious but it's not something you have to overblow but we understand right now that holding an event would be w- w- would be crazy it would be absolutely nuts to hold the event because i think my honest opinion i think the reason they feel that events like this have to be postponed or canceled is Let's say somebody comes in contact with somebody that may have the virus in some form. That could cause an all-out riot. They don't want a riot. They don't want some kind of situation going on where they have to call in the cops and 
or the SWAT teams or anything like that. So they're basically taking a precaution of saying, look, we're going to hold off until next year. Or we're going to hold off till later this year. That, you know, that way everything, that way we're kind of in the clear. Everything is hopefully better and you don't have to worry. And you, you know, you don't, basically the people attending don't have to worry about being infected and, you know, the people in charge don't have to worry about a full-scale riot or brawl going on between people that feel the one has been infected or they might get infected by contact or, or whatever. So they're giving it time. Now, the good news, though, coming out of this, despite whether you believe any of this or you don't, the good news is that 70% of the people infected in China are recovering. They are cured. They are getting better. They've been released from hospitals. They are going home. And you have 30% that still uh, remain uh, questionable. Like, are they re- are they getting to that point of recovery or do they still have to be quarantined? Or qu- quarantined? Um, another thing as well as, you know, state-side-wise is there's rumors, well, not rumors, but reports that some people that went on that cruise that docked in Oakland, uh, returned home, have been quarantined, been, you know, that have been quarantined and looked at. You know, some people have gone home, they have been cleared. In fact, an elderly couple in their 80s have returned home to Atlanta after being quarantined and then thus cleared of the virus. So that is some good news. There's good news popping up. There is a lot of positive news coming out of people recovering from the virus, being cleared of it, you know, getting vaccines that have helped them out. But still there are people that are worried. And the reason people are worried, and the reason this gets overblown, is because they see what's happened to Italy. They saw what happened to China. They're afraid that it's going to happen here. It's going to happen locally. It's going to happen in their region. That, oh my God, we're go- oh my God, did you see what happened to Italy? Did you see what happened to China? Or other parts of the world? Some of those places are locked down. Oh, we need to stock up on stuff because that could happen to us. Oh no, it's the end of the world. You know, I hear people like Dr. Oz. I hear people like, you know, that guy from six, that doctor that got interviewed on 60 Minutes. I even hear some politicians saying, that you're blowing this way out of proportion and you need to calm down. You need to take a back seat. That yes, it is a threat. Yes, it is serious. But that's but people bring this up and people a lot of people bring this up. They say the that basically the the frustration, the anger, the fear that people have right now is similar in some ways, if not identically similar, to the H1N1 situation and the swine flu situation from several years ago. And yes, there were tragic, there were fatalities there. There were people that got sick there because of those um, viruses. But was it blow? And yes, did people blow it out of proportion at times? Absolutely. But what happened after a while? What happened after a few months? What happened when we got into the warmer weather portion of the year? 
Exactly. All of a sudden, the fears and everything of of the viruses of H1N1 and swine flu, they partic- they dis- they dissipated. They they dissipated. They went away. I mean, the fear and stuff was still there, but the overall the overall overblownness of the situation dissip- was it dissipated, and people went on with the normal lives. And you know why? Because of the same thing that's going on here, it's the same thing that uh, Steve Crowder, known for Louder with Crowder, and I want to uh, credit James Sol- James Sullivan, aka Hymitude, uh, for linking this up on Facebook, which I also shared on Facebook. But Louder with Crowder, he came out back about two days ago, and he said that the real reasoning behind this. And there are basically some other outlets that have talked about this. Local news sources, national news sources and all that. A lot of people have said something similar to what Louder with Crowder has said. And that is the reason this whole situation with this virus, this pandemic, is getting overblown and hyped up and looked at the way it is by the media is to basically put the blame, hopefully, on Donald Trump because if they put the blame on Donald Trump, especially during election year, it'll make it'll make the path to the White House easier for either Sanders or Biden to get in. Because they believe, they believe. Because here's what people like Crowder are saying: they're saying that if the media keeps putting the blame on Trump, that the media's overall agenda is to get is to get Trump out, and if it succeeds, all of a sudden you'll hear people come out and say, oh, you know that uh, virus? Yeah, what a year, but... I mean, basically, this is what Crowder is pointing at. And if he's wa- and if he does watch or listen to this, I appreciate it, but here's what I get from this. Crowder is basically stating that if Trump was to come out tomorrow and say, I'm resigning from the White House, if he comes out and says that, all of a sudden, the news media will be like, the national news media will start coming out and talking about all the, the cases that, all these, uh, you know, virus cases that are happening, happening. They'll still come out and talk about it, but they'll talk more about the recoveries that are happening, the people that are recovering or have recovered and are being let go to go home and all that. They'll talk more. They'll start talking more positively about people recovering from the virus than they are now because Trump is in office. So if Trump was to resign, to then, then from, in, from the point of view of someone like Steve Crowder, basically they would be like, all of a sudden the, the tune would change. All of a sudden they'd be like, oh, by the way, in the news as well, besides Trump resigning, we have, a 70, we have an 80% recovery rate of people in the States and in China. That's great news! That's what he sees. And I'm sure that's what a lot of people see. Heck, even Joel Olstein, whether you like the guy or you don't, probably sees this as well. And Joel Olstein, despite how you feel about him, and some of the decisions he makes, is a, pray, is a prayer warrior without a shadow of a doubt. Shows Joseph Prince. Prayer warriors without a doubt. And you know why? You know why? Because they know that the reason people are fearing 
right now is the same reason my mom feels feels the same way, the same way anybody of a religious background feels. And that is you're not giving your faith to the man above. And I'm a born-again Christian, and I admit I don't attend church as much as I should. But I... I'm not going to say I know enough, but I do know that if it wasn't for the Lord above, I wouldn't be here right now. I had to I had to have correctional surgery done when I was around two, one, two years old because of bowel movements, because my bowel system wasn't working the way it should have. I had I had what was known as Hirschborn's disease. And thanks to the Lord above, I'm here right now. Because my family had faith in me recovering. And that's what a lot of people are not doing. They're not putting their faith in Him. And that's what people like my mom, my my church's, my pastor at my church, people like Olstein, Franklin Graham, I'm pretty sure he, he's thinking the same thing. You know, Joseph Prince, a lot of these religious leaders, pastors, whatever, they're basically saying the same thing. They're like, put your faith in the man above and watch what happens. But here's why people don't do that, folks. Here's why they don't do that. And I, it's just my opinion, and I say this with all due respect, but here's why people don't do that. They don't do it because they believe that if you do exactly that, you put your faith in the man above, then all of a sudden you're going to have to be like, oh, so if I put my faith in the man above, i got to suddenly out acting nice. Like, oh, if somebody punches me, instead of me retaliating, I'm supposed to be, be like, oh, that's okay, sir. I forgive you. Bless you. That's what people feel. That's what people think. They think all of a sudden they got to change their lifestyles completely. And yeah, there are some, there are certain aspects of your life you do have to change. There is no doubt. But you don't have to change 100%. You just have to change certain things that you know are not right with God. And that's about it. You know, if you feel if you feel that drinking a lot of alcohol is not right with God, then limit your alcohol drinking. If you feel, you know, watching porn on the internet is bad, it's not right with God, stop watching it. The thing is, ladies and gentlemen, heck, if you feel... Buying an R-rated movie or watching a horror flick is wrong with God, then don't watch it. The fact of the matter is, guys, you don't have to change your lives completely. You just got to change certain aspects about it that you feel will make you right with the man above. And that's another thing. And again, that's the thing I should say. People, they don't have faith. And there are a lot of people, believe it or not, that are agreeing how, of how overblown this is, that are saying the exact same thing I'm saying, the exact same thing Joel Olstein or Joseph Prince or anybody else is saying, that, you know, feel the same way, that you need to give your faith to whoever you believe in, whether it is the Lord Jesus Christ above or God above or whoever. Because if you just go on fear then you're not thinking straight. You're not thinking straight. You're letting the news warp your mind. You're letting the news manipulate what you see. 
I mean, the numbers you get about this about people being infected, being being infected and quarantining, struck down with illness, or even passing away. You know, those numbers, they might be high, but some of the numbers you get are exaggerated. The news blows these numbers up up to put fear in you. That's what they do. You know, they could say, oh, 700 plus passed away the night before in Italy. And if that's true, then my prayers and condolences go out to the families. But if it's not true, and it comes out that only... 200 or 100 passed, or even 50 people passed, again, my prayers and condolences go out to the families, but that 700 is an exaggerated word. And can you really believe sites like dailymail.co.uk? Can you really believe them? The point, the fact of the matter is, folks, People are taking this way out of proportions and they don't need to. They don't. There's a lot of places that are trying to take precautions because they know that they cannot cancel events because people are looking forward to them. Again, I go back to E3. A lot of people, you know, they're in agreement with E3 skipping a year because of the situation. They agree with that, but... Some would look at the fact that the only reason E3 is saying that, the ESA is saying that, is out of an excuse. It's an excuse to cover up the real reason, and that real reason being that a lot of publishers and developers and gaming companies and all that have pulled out of E3. And that E3 is becoming a shell of its former self, over what it used to be. So, obviously the ESA seeing this and noticing that, probably would have still gone on with E3 had things remained as they used to, but then seeing, but obviously seeing the dwindling of people that want to participate or companies and publishers and developers that want to participate, they probably said, you know what? You know, this corona, this virus, if you will, this virus, if you will, you know, it might be subdued, contained, or, you know, dissipated, you know, to a less percentage than what it is now by the time we get to E3. But you know what? We're not going to have enough people or attendees or developers or whatever, you know, as a part of the show. So let's just cancel it and let's just use the virus as an excuse. And that's how people are looking at it. People that are looking at it from a realistic standpoint that, yeah, that's it's a good idea that you want to, you know, cancel it out of safety. But I think we know the... <coughs> Excuse me. But I think we know the real reason. Excuse me there. Like I said, they're looking at that and thinking, yeah, it's good you it's good you're canceling out of the safety out of you know, for people for people's safety and health and all that. But we know the real reason. We see the we see the real reason reason. And the real reason is because nobody want, you've basically lost sixty percent, seventy percent of the people that used to attend there or used to, you know, have presentations there, you're losing them, and now you're left with less than 40 30%. What do you do? Do you still go on, or you decide, you know what, we're going to wait another year and see what happens? Obviously, they're going to wait till next year. And again, the question comes up with San Diego Comic Con. Will that be next? 
I don't think San Diego Comic Con will be next because some of the because what they could do, and this is the honest truth, is the same thing that is the same reason why WrestleMania is still going to go on. You see, WrestleMania is still going to happen unless WWE changes their minds because it's outside. You know what people have said about outside? The outside actually helps. You're not breathing in the virus like it's a flu or something like that. You're not breathing it in. And, like I said earlier, WWE is taking precautions to say, you know what, we're going to try to make, we will make this event as safe and fun for our fans and our superstars in, that are involved. And you know what the one thing that China came out and did in an advertisement, believe it or not, using My Little Pony? Is they basically said the same thing we've all said. Wash your hands, disinfect your house, and oh, by the way, open your freaking windows. That gets the virus out. That gets the germs out. That's what they're saying. And and the fact is, I think that's what I think that's why the city of Tampa sent out that tweet and said, saying WrestleMania is still going to go on. Not only because maybe it's a financial gain for them, but they probably realize that by the time WrestleMania happens, uh, this virus should be somewhat contained. Because you can't tell us what's going to happen in the next four weeks. You can't tell us whether or not the virus is going to increase or decrease. And the way a lot of people are looking at it, it looks like it's going to decrease. Because four weeks is almost a month. You're giving Basically, you're being given less, if not a month, worth of time to see what's going to happen. So, so the thing is, when it comes to San Diego Comic Con, you have you have from now until the middle of July, you know, for you know for any news to come out. But guess what? Guess what? That news. That news, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, is not going to be about cancellation. If anything, if anything, they might move it a month. They might move it to a month later, or they might move it a week later, and that's about it. But anything else, I don't. Obviously, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I really don't. I don't see any other. I'm not saying San Diego Comic Con is not going to happen because it will, but I don't see any other news coming out about you know San Diego Comic Con you know being canceled. I don't see I don't see it happening. I don't see any more news coming out about you know from the ESA about any other events or conventions you know being shut down or postponed or anything like that. Again, the reason things like the Coachella event is being postponed to October. Is like I said, they're giving, they're giving enough time, um, to the WHO and CDC and whatever. They're giving enough time for them to come up with a vaccine, as well as go out, send the people out to disencamp, discontaminate the areas, and make sure there's no trace of the virus anywhere. Because if there is a trace. They will have to quarantine the area and discontaminate it there, right then and there. So they're giving them plenty of time, time because this thing is spread, you know, across 
the state probably more so than people want it. But again, a lot of people, but again, folks, a lot of people are blowing this out of proportions. I can understand the reasonings and the concerns, and the, and I can understand why certain events are changing up their, you know, you know, the strategy of attendance, you know, the postponing and canceling. I can understand all that. But here's the one thing. Here's the reason, though, and I, w- I want you to notice this as a difference, a big difference. A lot of these, a lot of these events that are being postponed, canceled, whatever. A lot of these events are indoors, or at least in at least in somewhat of an indoor environment. I don't know about Coachella. I think that's kind of indoor outdoor. But most of them, like I said, are indoor environments. And a lot of people have said that that's probably... And, well, hold on for a sec. Sorry about that. It was wrong number on my cell phone. But anyway, like I said, a lot of people, a lot of people are looking... I mean, well, in my opinion, I should say, when you look at when you look at this whole situation, a lot of these events that are being canceled, a lot of these events that are being postponed, a majority of them take place indoors. Now, I know you're thinking, well, what about that cruise ship? A lot of people got con- contaminated there, or at least caught something there. I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm not saying that outdoors you can't get it. But we don't know. But here's the thing: I wasn't on that cruise ship. There, were, I wasn't one of the people on that cruise ship. I, I should say. So I don't know how they got, you know, infected. They could have been infected while they were inside, maybe eating dinner. We don't know. The fact of the matter is, folks. The fact of the matter is, a lot of the events that are being canceled or postponed are indoors. The indoor events, or at least some of the attendance, some of the uh, strategy for the attendance is being changed up. So, you know, it's it, so because it's because of the fact that it's indoors. Now, now, things could change. They could definitely change. I mean, within you know next week, next week. The NCAA basketball, the NCAA president could come out and say, you know what, change, you know, change of plans. Everybody can come and attend the, excuse me, everybody can come, come and attend the events. You know, nobody's off limits anymore. He could change his mind just like that. Because suddenly you got news coming out. Oh, that a lot of... You got this news coming out of 70% of the people contaminated in China because of the, due to this virus are recovering. You have news of many, of several, if not not lots, but a decent amount of people and elderly couples and all that recovering. So, you know, look at, so I've got a feeling a lot of these cancellations or postponements Something's going to happen in the next few weeks. It, some some news is going to come out. Well, they're going to say, you know what? Yeah, we postponed said event like Coachella to October. But you know what? We're going to change it. We're going to now put it in May or April. You know why? Because at least the news of, oh, this is all, um, you know, being uh, taken care of. 
you know, this is all this positive news, it's going to come out. It's going to come out, out, and people are going to look at that and be like, okay, maybe that's a good sign that we could probably change things again to be closer to what we originally intended it to be at. Now, now again, what I said earlier, though, you know, it's the same thing that Steve Crowder and everybody else has said that feel that this is getting overblown. Like I said, even people in local and national media and politicians have said this. All this is being done, all this overblownness and all that, yes, some might say it's warranted, but others are, but others, a majority of people, I should say, are saying that the reason it's being done like this is to put the blame on President Trump and probably someone like a Biden or Sanders or whoever, but mostly President Trump, because the sooner he gets blamed for this and the sooner people, the American people, put the point the finger at him for the blame of what's going on, the sooner he gets out of office and the sooner they can get somebody else they want in there. You can't tell me you can't tell me that that is not part of the truth because here's the thing. As I mentioned earlier, H1N1, swine flu, everybody was fearful of that stuff. And yeah, there were deaths, there were fatalities, there were you know people admitted to the hospital. I'm not denying that. But in the end, despite the fatalities and all that, what happened? What happened? The truth came out. The truth came out that the real reason people were putting the blame on politicians, mostly our current president at that time, which was Barack Obama, is because they wanted Obama out of office. That's why they were putting the blame on him. And yes, some of the decisions he made were not the smartest decisions. Like he should have should have done what Trump did, and that's you know activate a you know a nationwide state of emergency after the first fatality to the sickness. But what did Obama do? Obama waited until, you know, a massive amount of people fell ill and passed from that from those diseases. The fact of the matter is, deep down, deep down, ladies and gentlemen, you all know that you are blowing this out of proportion and you all know that the real reason, the real reason behind a lot of this being hyped up as much as it is by national and local new medias is for the fact that they are trying to find another way to blame Donald Trump. They are trying to blame him because of the fact that the Democrats failed to get him out of office back with the impeachment trial. And now they're trying to find another way to get him out. And that's the truth. That is the truth. Whether anybody wants to acknowledge it or not, that's the truth. Again, again, I understand the fear and everything. I get that. You see what's happened with Italy. You see what happened or has and had happened with China and other parts of the world. I understand that. But you're blowing this out of proportion. You're blowing this way out of proportion when it doesn't need to be. And everybody has said, from politicians to local and somewhat national news, to even doctors like Dr. Oz and 
whatever the guy other guy's name is at TMZ interview, Doctor Dre or not Doctor Dre, but Doctor Perel or something. Let me let me check. Hold on. But hold on for a sec. Yeah, it is Doctor Drew. I thought I thought it's Doctor Dre, but Doctor Drew. And Dr. Oz have all said, look, yeah, have both agreed that, yeah, it is a, it's a serious issue. No, don't get them wrong. But they all agree that this is being blown out of proportion. And that, basically, you just need to wash your hands, use soap and water, hand sanitizer, whatever. And that's it. That is it. Just keep it off you. Sanitize any of the objects. I mean, just before I started doing this podcast, I took a Lysol wipe... I out of a I took a Lysol wipe and I wiped down my keyboards. And you know what I saw up there? Not just a lot of dirt, but probably the germs that were on there. And that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. I mean, the reason and and, and the reason a lot of people and here's the thing. The reason you got a lot of these hazmat people coming around and disaffecting the place like it's freaking I mean, basically, a lot of these quarantine areas, hospitals, a lot of the arenas and venues being quarantined right now to be discontaminated and all that, it looks like something out of freaking E.T. I'm not going to lie. But they're only doing that because of the fact that they, because people are freaking out. You can't tell me, you cannot tell me that these people in these hazmat outfits that are being told to go out and spray the areas and disinfect them and discontaminate them of the virus if it's around there, you can't tell me that they're not thinking the same thing. Like, seriously, folks? All this because of a virus that pretty much you can avoid if you clean yourself? It's like, come on, seriously. Seriously. You can't tell me that those men and women are not thinking that this is getting overblown. Because it is. I mean, here's the thing. I have it right here. I have a chart of that basically talks about the certain symptoms when it comes to coronavirus, cold, or flu. Now they said when it comes to this virus, this CV if you will, the symptoms are fever, dry cough, noticeable shortness of breath, symptoms appear two to four days after exposure. Okay? The cold. Here's the symptoms for the cold. Sold a scratchy throat, cough, runny nose, stuffy nose, mild fever, if any. The flu. Flu is high fever over 100, over 100 degrees, or over 100.5 degrees, extreme exhaustion, muscle or body aches, dry cough, chills, stuffy nose, headaches, possible vomiting or diarrhea, which is more common in children. The fact of the matter is, folks, yes, the s- symptoms are there, but if you feel you're healthy enough, then you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. But, the fact of the matter, in fact, I mentioned that elderly couple, here it is right here, from ABC 10, from Channel 10 here in the Valley. After coronavirus clears, 
elderly couple that got it on cruise returns to Atlanta. Yeah, this this elderly couple that was on the cruise, they returned home. You know, they returned home. Sorry if you heard that. It says here, and I quote, Clyde and Renee Smith are finally back home and healthy. This is what it says. If I can read it. Hold on. And this is from Atlanta. This was reported yesterday or updated yesterday. This was reported yesterday. And I quote, An elderly Atlanta couple is back home after a vacation took Oh, after a vacation took a scary turn due to a outbreak, virus outbreak, on the ship. Clyde and Renee Smith, both 80 years old, and the two grandchildren were aboard a cruise ship when the couple were among those that tested positive for the virus. The welcome home sign, that was lovely to walk in and see that, said Renee Smith. Our across-the-street neighbor pulled that up. And we had food delivery from friends, said her husband, Clyde. Both Clyde and Renee said that they were that both Clyde and Renee said they, without a doubt, are blessed. Clyde says, so we are eighty years old. Renee says, we are the type of people that they say that this virus would take out. So we are very lucky. Clyde Followed that up by saying, but we remain healthy throughout, even though we tested positive. Now, this is a tweet from Nick Stuvident from N Student TV. He said, prayers are answered. An Atlanta couple is back home from after testing positive for the virus on the Diamond Princess cruise ship last month. To be clear, test results show they are negative for the virus. So there you go. So yeah, basically, so basically, even if you get tested, it doesn't mean the results are going to come back positive. Some will, some if not most will, I will admit that, but some if not most won't. So it's kind of a 50-50 deal. The point is, a lot of people are blowing this again out of proportion. They're blowing this out of proportion, and they need to stop blowing out of proportion. They need to. Now, again, I can understand that certain sporting events and other, you know, entertainment events are either changing the strategy in attendance postponing to a later date, or canceling until next year, I get that out of concerns and fears. I get that. But those concerns and fears, as I mentioned earlier, are due to the fact that I'm pretty sure some of them are like, look, we don't need to probably have an all-scale riot breakout or brawl breakout because someone touched another person, and they'll probably like, oh, how dare you touch me? You might have the virus. Take this! You know, they don't want that. They want, they want peace and calmness and the safety of the, the people involved, whether it's the audience 
or the players or whatever. But it's mostly, in my opinion, my opinion, out of concern that they might have a riot or a brawl on their hands out of fear of this uh, situation. Now, Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see here. Now, again, again, you know, you know, the people are just blowing this out of proportions. They're just, I mean, I can understand. Heck, what was it? A local news channel out of what was it? Atlanta, Houston. You know, they were like. Oh, no, wait a minute. It was actually here in California. It was actually, um, let me, let me check again. Yeah, it was here in, <laughs> here in, uh, Central Valley. They were like, you know, they did a report, and even the news anchor and the lady that was reporting, they were like, really? You're stocking up on toilet paper? I mean, hand sanitizer and hand soap and all that we can understand. But toilet paper? And the guy they interviewed uh, in the in that report basically said that the only reason people are taking the toilet paper is it's a monkey see, monkey do deal. It's basically copycat deal. It's like they see someone stacking up on toilet paper, they're probably wondering why they're doing that, and then they mention why, they're probably thinking, oh, you know what, maybe I ought to do that. Doot, doot, doot. And it's not necessary. It's not necessary. And you know what that's and you know what's funny? Is if it's not toilet paper, it's canned goods. Now canned goods I can understand, but sheesh save some for the rest of the people, okay? I mean my mom went in my my mom went into my job yesterday and she's like, You you have nothing in certain areas And I'm like, No kidding. I was like, No kidding. I mean usually she gets the crystal milk. She had to get the Great Valley milk because that was out. The fact is, the fact is, folks, the more you let into the fear, the more it's going to hurt you, and the more it's going to hurt the things and the places you depend on to make a living. That's what it's going to do. It's going to hurt you, and as a result, it's going to hurt the places you depend on to go to to make a living. I mean, my job... I don't think we'll do this, but you can't tell me that if this keeps up, if people don't start using common sense, which a lot of people have been saying, a lot of politicians actually have been saying, use common sense. If they don't start using common sense and be like, oh, you know what, yeah, it's a big deal and I should get this and that and that's it. If they don't start using common sense, sooner or later, jobs like mine, Walmart, and Target, and Kohl's and all them, you know what they're going to do? Sorry, we're closed. Oh, but we need the stuff. Sorry, we're closed. We're running low on stock. We need to restock thanks to you guys not using common sense. I mean, even the bus driver that took me home yesterday was like, it don't make sense. It's like, just because... It's like, it's like just because you feel 
is basically she just doesn't get it. Nobody does because of the fact that nobody's listening to the facts. So less thousands of people have underlying health problems or thousands of people or over 80 and up then it's like okay that's understandable and there are thousands of people that are like that I'm not saying it but really everybody else has to suffer because you're afraid because you're like oh I've been affected it's the end of the world It's not the end of the world, guys. Look, again, I understand your fears. I understand your concerns. And I do respect that some of these sporting outlets, these entertainment outlets, are doing what they can to quibble those fears of yours, to subdue those fears of yours by either postponing an event to a later date or counseling one all out because, you know, of fear. But it's not just out of fear of, oh, someone could be transmitted by, with the virus and da-da-da. It's not that. It's the fear that people might get into a riot, riot because, oh, someone accidentally touched them. It's, that's mainly what it is. But thankfully, some of the places that are not going through with that, but are at least taking precautions... You know, they're probably listening to what a lot of us are saying. Well, not a lot of us, but a lot of the other people are saying. That this is getting blown way out of proportion. And that we just need to keep an eye on it. And the other thing that probably seen too. Is that most of this mass hysteria being done by the media over hyping this. Is to try to get Donald Trump out of office. Like I said earlier, if Trump was to come out and say. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. I am hereby resigning as President of the United States affected today. A lot of them, like myself, like James Sullivan and many others, they're probably, you know, Steve Crowder, they're probably looking at that and going like, yeah, the moment he was to say that, the media would come out and say, oh, by the way, update on, the, update on this virus. Here's some positive news and all that. Uh, amongst the uh, resignation of our president... You know, here's some positive news. People are recovering. And I guarantee you this. I can guarantee you this. If Trump was to do that, but then later out, later on come out and say, Oh, by the way, psych, I was just pretending. I just said that to see what you would do. That would expose the media. The media would be like, Uh, 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 now what do we do? Because they wouldn't know what to say. So, in the end... Is this, in the end, is this something to take seriously? Yes. Is it something to be concerned about? Yes. Is it something to overhype and overblown out of proportions? No. It's not. Is it something to exaggerate on when it comes to the number of people infected or passing from it or hospitalized from it? No, it is not. Because you know why? People look at the truth. They look at reality. They don't look at exaggerations. And they don't look at people using this as a means to try to get someone they don't like out of political office. So yes, 
it is something to take seriously. It is something to be concerned about. It is something to keep an eye out of. I mean, even Steve Crowder has said, look, I'm not saying this won't get worse as time goes on. You know, because even he's realizing, hey, I might be saying something now, but I might regret saying certain things about it later on. But he's being a realist. Everybody is being a realist, from myself to Steve Crowder to Angry Joe, Joe Vargas, to many others. They're being realists. Even the people that are putting on freaking BabsCon, the Bay Area Brony Spectacular and Beyond convention in the next several weeks, are being realists. Because they're basically saying, hey, it's still going to go on, but we're going to make sure everything, every precaution is taken to make sure people are safe and they have a good time. And I wouldn't be surprised if part of the precaution is handing out free gift bags with a bunch of sanitizer in it. Believe me. I wouldn't put it past BabsCon to do that. But anyway, folks, again, in closing, is this something to be, is this virus something to take serious? Yes. Is it something to be concerned about? Yes. Is it something to keep an eye out for? Yes. Is it something to overblow and overhype and exaggerate on? No. I say, let's give it to God. God's going to handle it. He's going to take care of it. And before you know it, things are going to be a lot better for everyone involved. Just give it to Him. Put your faith in the Lord. And all things will happen. I know that sounds preachy, but I'm a born-again Christian. And I was raised to believe that all things are possible. Again, like I said earlier, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Lord above. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him getting my family and my parents through and even me through the correctional surgery I had back when I was a baby. So I say let's give it to him. Put your faith in him and watch what happens. But that's all I'm going to say guys. I know this went a little over an hour. Thank you all for listening to this as of right now this podcast exclusive. And I will talk to you all later. God bless. Take care.